into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. How's it going, everyone? Week two of fall camp is in the books as players fight for a starting spot and a chance to impress their coaches. But what is fall camp really like? We'll bring on senior star running back Lopini Katoa to give us a first-hand look into this year's practices. For some fans, fall camp is like Thanksgiving. It's the teaser holiday that leads you up to almost everyone's favorite holiday, Christmas, a.k.a. football season. And to join me in the feast is my good pal, Jason Shepard. What's up, Shep? Well, I just ate, so I'm ready for some more feast. Uh, I, can, I can always eat, Lauren. You know that. Uh, it's, good to, it's good to talk to you again. Thanks for having me on the program again. Fall camp. Um, really, really, as I was thinking that comparison, I'm like, it is so true that it's like Thanksgiving. You get, you get excited. You know, it's like holidays here. The holidays are coming. You get to eat. You're with family. You're feeling pretty happy. And then bam, Christmas comes and it really hits you with the happiness. So, uh, so fall camp is Thanksgiving. Shep, what holiday is most like fall camp for you? Because I'm not sure if you're a big Thanksgiving guy or Christmas guy. What's fall camp for you? First of all, I don't know anybody who's not a Christmas guy. Uh, how do you how do you not like Christmas? Um, that's know. the one. But I I um, I actually think I go along with the Thanksgiving. I, I like the analogy. I like the way you put it. It makes the most sense because you're right. Like the holiday of holidays is Christmas, but Thanksgiving is great too, but it is sort of the the precursor to Christmas. It's the one that kind of gets you set and in the holiday spirit from that point on all the way to Christmas, it's it's that's what you're into. So I love that analogy. And for me, I don't know how you feel about this, but there's no other holiday that reminds me of football more than Thanksgiving. And I'm sure a lot of that is the fact yes. that it takes place during the season, uh, whether it's college or pro. And so there's just something about Thanksgiving that I always – it always is tied with football for me. So I love that analogy. Absolutely. In the fall, fall weather is phenomenal. There's just so many great things that come along with the football season. And Shep, you and I have had the privilege of attending a lot of fall camp in the past, but most fans don't get that opportunity. And if you had to describe what it's like to the fans when you go to these fall camp practices, what would you say? Hmm, uh, that's interesting. Um, Well, and obviously the last even this year, to a certain extent, and certainly last year when where there was no access, it's a little different. But in a normal year, I would probably, I, I think anybody that is a sports fan that has watched, say, documentaries like a, like a Hard Knocks or any of those uh-huh. behind-the-scenes uh, documentaries or packages that people will put together of of football teams as they practice that that really is what it's like it's kind of like a backstage pass a, a behind the scenes look at at what goes on you you're not on the field but you're close to the field so you get to see everything um, so that's kind of what it reminds me if, if you've ever watched one of those where it kind of feels like you're right up against it and you can see everything that really is what it's like to be at a, at a camp and and it's cool because you can see you know the different position groups doing their thing and each each position group has different drills that they will go through and and then you get to see you know the the quarterbacks and who's working with the ones and the twos it really is just kind of a behind the scenes look that's really really cool 
Yes, I I agree with you, it, and that's a that's a good way to put it. If you've ever there are, I forget there's a bunch of shows where you can watch right really how how these practices go, but it's it really is all about dedication for these guys. Uh, so my sister told me a story. Of, my brother-in-law, we've talked about a little bit, played for the team up north. We won't I don't, I don't know names. that team. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. what that team is. I don't know what it's called, but uh, yeah, he. So he was reporting for his first day of fall camp, and my uh, sister went into labor <laughs> and had their first daughter, and she had to be in the NICU. So he was there with their daughter for a couple hours, and then he went and reported to fall camp the day of because that's i mean obviously you got to have your priorities straight before these guys man they they are dedicated and they are fighting for a position and some of these coaches can be really brutal most of them are kind i i don't want to say that like they're they're kind and they obviously know uh, certain circumstances but they also want uh, guys that are dedicated to the sport and to the team and and uh, are gonna put them on a high priority list and so when you go to fall camp you can really get a sense of that. And I think especially at the beginning, um, I always thought it was fun to go Shep and former players, players would come and show up and just watch and, yeah. and take notes on these guys. And it was fun to chat with them. It's probably a little daunting sometimes for these players and you have these big names and former players that are, are watching you, but also motivation, hopefully for these guys. And Shep, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's always some sort of drama and big storyline coming into fall camp. Most often it's surrounding who's going to be the starting quarterback that's happening right now. QB battle between Jaron Hall, Baylor, and Jake Conover right now uh, with BYU football. And there's always a question of how the new guys on the roster are going to fit in with the scheme and the team. The Kua brothers are going through that right now. And what's cool is everyone gets a fair shot at the beginning of camp. And then it starts to filter a bit towards the end. But what makes for... Everyone working their tails off is they have to impress their coaches and their teammates. And then, yeah, towards the end of fall camp, it kind of filters, and then they kind of have their one, two, three. But at the beginning, everyone's getting the reps. It's like, all right, here's my shot. And so that's I think that's fun to watch. So, Chef, what would you say is your favorite part? about fall camp. I think it is those I think it is the battles and especially when you know going in that there are guys and you specifically mentioned the quarterback and that's always going to get the most attention. It's the highest profile position on a football team. It's probably the highest profile position in all of sports, the quarterback of a team. And so whenever there is a question as to who the quarterback is going to be, you know, you mentioned it. You know, at the beginning of camp, everybody's going to get equal reps because the coaches want to see who can do what. And in the case mm-hmm. of BYU football, head coach Kalani Sitake has said as much that, you know, the first week, maybe first two weeks, you're going to have the reps split evenly. But then as guys start to separate themselves, then the reps are also going to separate themselves. And the guys that are really pushing towards being the starter or the guy that is, is you know, making his way towards being named the starter will start to get more and more reps. I love watching those battles, but I also like to watch the newcomers coming in because, like you mentioned, you know, at the beginning, everybody's fighting for a spot. There are certain spots that you go in and you kind of know who's going to be there, but mm-hmm. at the beginning of fall camp, you know this, a lot of young guys are coming in and, and they want to see how they stack up and they want to get the coach's attention. And so I love seeing those guys fighting for not just recognition but respect from their teammates. It's it really is a lot of fun to watch those positional battles and those battles each and every day on the field. It's really fun. Well, absolutely. Like you said, there are guys that are coming in that you're like, okay, they're going to start. Obviously, you know, like some of the older guys that are 
really good and have proven themselves. But it's really fun to watch these these quote unquote big names or big recruits that yeah. come in for the first time. And and you can't like I don't know you can't dog on them from the beginning because it's a really hard transition. Actually, I talked to Lupini Katoa about that uh, in the next segment. But it's a hard transition coming from high school to collegiate Division One football. So you got to give them a little leeway. But I like to see these big names, uh, big recruits come in and really see how they they stack up. And fall camp is the first time you get to watch that. Shep, I. I think about the coaches and we mentioned everything filters kind of towards the end of fall camp. Doesn't it seem like the coaches age (laughs) as fall camp goes on? Cause that is really hard. And Kalani Saka even this year talked about how there is a lot of good players and that's obviously what you want, but it makes your job a lot harder when you, uh, when maybe there are some really small details that divide one versus two, I think it'd be really hard for the coaches, don't you think? Absolutely. And one of the things that if you're – and it's not just the head coach. It's all the coaches. It's the position coaches. It's it's the coordinators. You know, there's so many things beyond just getting them ready to play. Is is If you're in a situation as the head coach, you know, you have to – you have to gauge, okay, so if the offense is dominating the defense, how much do I praise the offense and how much does that upset? Yes. You know, you have, you have those things that you have to kind of, you have to play the right way as the head coach. You, you, you don't want to praise one and by doing so then, you know, sort of dog the other. So you want to, you got to build up the other one so that, that they play better. So there's so many psychological things that you have to go through as a coach, and that part of it can be daunting. And on top of it, you have to prepare for a game. You have to prepare for a season. Get these guys as strong and as prepared as possible without getting them hurt before the season even starts. Because how many times have we seen, and this is not just BYU, this is every college football program, somebody's going to get hurt. And some, you know, it, can, it can vary in terms of the degree of severity. It could be something that's not that, not that bad, could be something that ends their year. So you have to manage all of that. And I think beyond just getting them ready for football, it's the other stuff I think that ages and stresses out the coaches. Absolutely. And I, I think it's funny to watch <laughs> the beginning of fall camp. It's just like the players. The coaches come in, they're excited. They want to talk to the media. You know, we got this. <laughs> Everybody's got best that. friends at the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, we're all but we're all laughing together, having a good time. And by the end, they're like, no. You know, like their answers just become extremely short. They're like you again. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Their hair is a little out of whack. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm just I wouldn't want to be a coach. I think that'd be at this high of a level. I can't imagine the pressure that they have on them to to pick the right guys. And then and then you have guys coming up to that's like, coach, well, what did I do wrong? You know, and and in well, some circumstances, I'm sure you get the players, uh, parents coming to right. you and, oh, no thanks. Well, and on top of it, at, at BYU, more than any other school, with the missionaries coming back, you know, you're trying to implement guys who haven't had yes. the opportunity to perform at that level for two years, and you're trying to get them back in, and can they, and again, it, it boils down to not not only can we get them ready, but can we keep them from getting hurt and get, getting injured? So that's, a, that's a, another layer that BYU, more than any other school, has to deal with uh, in, terms of, in terms of that that just kind of gets thrown into the mix. And, when you know, we, we talk about recruiting all the time. You know, when you recruit at BYU, you recruit somebody and then you hope to see them in four years. 
yeah. you know, actually on the field doing something. Right. You know, because you may have a red shirt or a gray shirt, and then they're two years, and then they come back, and then it, so, you and know, they it's... they tear their ACL. <laughs> there's just so many things at BYU that those coaches have to deal with in terms of, you know, possible stresses uh, that, that most others, in fact, you know, 99% of the schools, certainly to the degree BYU has to... Uh, has to manage that, you know, BYU is unique that way. Well, I'm glad you mentioned injuries because that is not specific just to BYU because if we're describing Shep fall camp to the fans, injuries actually plays a very big part in fall camp. And and I know they're doing things to minimize injuries now um, to make it less. Uh, I think BYU head coach Kalani Satake said that the quarterback won't be hit until game one. Isn't that right? Well, and you have fewer days in pads nowadays. You have fewer two-a-days yes. than you used to. So yeah. it's, it's, it's across college athletics. The, the, they try as much as they possibly can to limit the contact at that level so that you don't find as many injuries. Now, obviously, they're still going to happen. You just can't control that. But, yeah, I mean, the, the NCAA and every individual program tries to do their best to to limit that so that you do get to a season healthy and hopefully get through the season healthy. Yes, Ken Niumatololo got some flack for that. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, you they do had, remember. They hadn't tackled. They the, yes, they came in the Navy game unprepared, but he he said he wouldn't do it differently. Um, and honestly, if especially if it, it gears towards every team kind of doing that, everyone's going to be on a, a similar playing level once the season starts. So it could be a good thing to limit those injuries in fall camp. Look, I so am Chef, perfectly fine yeah, if all of BYU football's opponents choose not to tackle before they play them. I would prefer <laughs> if they choose not to tackle during the game. That would be awesome. <laughs> so does this extend to beyond fall camp? Can we just yeah, keep no, this going through? We don't, we don't want that. How boring would that be? All right, Shep, there's also a lot of talk about fall camp styles that we see, Shep. In BYU's case, do you remember Kalani's bucket hat? Oh, that yeah. was always a topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. I think he still wears it. Uh, he wears like a kind of a farmer's hat as well. And all the coaches get some new swag to rep during fall camp. Shep, what's been your favorite fall camp style that you've seen in recent years? I remember they had like the the cutoff uh, hoodies, mm-hmm. like the cutoff sleeve hoodies. I actually liked those. I thought they were pretty cool. But every fall camp for the fans, just so you know, they come in with a, a, with a completely different style each year. What's been your favorite? I'm, I honestly am not great at remembering all the styles, but I, I will tell you <laughs> the one thing that I do enjoy is how many mustaches are, are prevalent <laughs> in fall camp. And this has been the last couple of years. I don't, I don't know why that is. Obviously, you know, at BYU, we, we can't have like beards and stuff, but we can't have mustaches. So I think it's just, just that, that need to grow some facial hair. And so you just grow the mustache <laughs> And and so there's I, I I enjoy that. I'm really going to miss Jeff Grimes. He always <laughs> had a, good a stash. really great stash. And that's a, that's a debate for another time because I think mustaches are just extremely creepy. <laughs> I'm like, just let him grow a beard for heaven's sakes. The mustaches looks terrible, but uh, some but people yet- actually can rock it quite well. But most what, it, like Burt Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Look, let's be honest. The end all be all of mustaches is one Thomas Selleck. Okay. Tom, Tom Selleck, Selleck, a.k.a. Magnum P.I., is the did, gold standard, okay? Did you mean to call him Thomas? No, I did. Thomas Selleck. Yeah. I was going to make up a middle name like Thomas J. Selleck, but I just decided to just go with Thomas Selleck. Tom he is Selleck the gold does. standard of mustaches. 
Right. Everybody we'll else like pales in comparison. But, but there, but like you mentioned Jeff Grimes. Jeff Grimes could yeah. grow a really, really good mustache. I'm not going to lie. A he couple could. years ago, Tanner Mangum had a pretty good mustache. Debatable. It's okay. <laughs> okay. It, age, it ages some of these young guys. Like it does. 10 years. It does. Oh, and no wonder why every time BYU football plays, they're like, "Can you believe? Can you believe old? how old they are? They are, look at those mustaches. They are so old." I think the guy I was blocking was forty-two. <laughs> and so, in fact, let me check. Yes, he is. <laughs> Actually, 42. he is. He's forty-two years old as of last Thursday. <laughs> Incredible. We're going to talk about it for the next five games about this guy. All right, Shep. So you've been following the first two weeks of fall camp of BYU football for you. What's been the highlight so far? Oh, wow. Um, we only get to see the last 30 minutes, and it's not of every practice. Usually, so so far, we've, we've had two days – of of media observation, so of, like an hour, so two 30-minute periods, one last week, one this week. And I, I think, obviously, when you get in, immediately everybody looks at the quarterbacks, who's getting the, the reps with the ones, that kind of stuff. But I, I think the thing that really stood out to me the other day, um, and it was from this week's practice, was, and it was all three of the quarterbacks that are in contention for the starting job, all three had really, really good throws to tight ends in the end zone. Mm, I and like to hear it. I, it's, look, it is a staple of BYU football to have really good tight ends. And obviously last year with you know what Isaac Rex did as a freshman mm-hmm. with 12 touchdowns, I, I just have the sky is the limit for Isaac Rex. And now you bring in guys around him, whether – you know, Dallin Holker's back from a mission. There, I mean, there's and he was great, and he was fantastic before, and he looks really, really good. That's the thing that stood out to me was I think the connection of quarterback to tight end is going to be as strong as it has ever been at BYU football. I'm really excited about that. I mean, we and Lauren, even the last couple of years, how how many years has it been that we've been talking about BYU finally being able to have the two tight end set with two guys that can dominate? And and then it hasn't happened because of, of injuries. Gets injured, yeah, you, yes. This this is a this is another year where if if BYU can do what it wants to do with its tight ends, I just don't know too many defenses that are going to be able. You're, you're not going to stop both of them. Somebody's going to get. Somebody's right. going to have an opportunity to make a Someone catch and make a play. Burn. And that's what's really stood out to me. Very excited about the tight ends. Well, they're going to get definitely an opportunity with this schedule to prove themselves against some really good defenses, so it'll be fun to watch. Up next, BYU running back Lopini Katoa joins me to talk about what he remembers from his first fall camp and what his focus is now as one of the seniors on the squad. Don't miss it. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to the Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. This upcoming BYU football season will tout some returning stars. And one of those stars is senior running back Lopini Katoa, who averaged 40 yards per game last year and had a memorable diving catch against UCF. Hoping to see more of that this year. To tell us more about the ins and outs of fall camp, we have the man himself, Lopini Katoa. Lopini, thank you so much for coming on with me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. So you're doing you're doing a photo day, which we were just talking about. It's it's always a, a little strange, but it also means that 
football is just around the corner. So how, how are you feeling right now? Oh, it's super exciting. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just not my, you know, first year doing this. So just kind of like muscle memory now, you know, we're taking the photos and I know right around the corner is going to be, you know, we're going to be headed to Vegas. So it's exciting. They don't even have to tell you like what poses to do. You you just like walk up and you're ready to go, right? Yeah, I got them down by so now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, guys, I got this. Don't tell me. All right. Well, <laughs> well on this show, we, we talk a lot about the fan experience and we're talking fall camp today and everything that goes into it. For those who aren't familiar with the format of fall camp, what does a day of fall camp look like for you from start to finish? Uh, so basically I tell everyone, you know, it's, it's roughly seven to seven. So wake up, breakfast, get ready for meetings. Then we go to practice. After practice, we'll, you know, eat lunch, have a little, little break, come back for more meetings, have a lift and a walkthrough. Um, and then all the extra stuff in between that, you know, everybody does on their own to, to get that extra work is, is all mixed in in all that time, all the little break time that we have. So it's definitely packed. <laughs> it's a full-time job for sure. And fans just kind of eat up every word that, that comes out of fall camp for better or for worse. How much weight Lopini is put on players' performances during camp in terms of like playing time once the season starts? Uh, so usually how camp works is there's in the first few weeks, everybody's going and, and that's when the coaches can really get a you know their judgment on who they want to to be in the you know the one two three deep on the roster, and so the first few weeks are are crucial because the closer you get to game time, the less people they'll have rotating as much. Um, so these few these first few weeks are very competitive. People are working to get on the field, so it's been it's been very uh very tough and very fun. Few couple of practices. And you guys had a great season last year. And every year there, there's a different vibe and emphasis in fall camp. What would you say is the emphasis of this year's camp? Um, on the offense side of ball, I would say it's just to be aggressive um, as an offense. Overall, as a team, um, it's our same culture, just love and learning. Everybody's learning. Um, even when you're, lo- when you're losing, you're learning, you know. Um, and then everybody's taking care of each other because we know that. We're going to need all of us if we want to do what we, we can do this year. I love that. And, and and this is not something unfamiliar to you. You've worked with multiple quarterbacks, but what is it like working with three quarterbacks right now in fall camp? It's good. It's good to see, uh, you know, them compete. Um, obviously, it's a lot more fluid and, and works better when there's one guy and you know that's the guy. But our situation right now is, you know, there's there's a lot of guys with talent who can who can win the job still. And so – they're competing and it's cool just to see their different um, abilities that they have. And I'm sure you're like, just as long as I'm on the field, I don't really care. <laughs> right. So it, as, as long yeah. as you can hand the ball off, you can play court. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just give me the ball. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Well, it, it's the first introduction to college football for a lot of these freshmen. How do you help these guys get acclimated? Because I'm sure fall camp, if, as you remember yourself, can be kind of a shock. Oh, absolutely. I remember when I came, had my first fall camp, it was it was a grind for me, especially trying to learn the offense mm-hmm. and just be caught up to speed, know where to be and, and you know, what to be wearing. Like those little things <laughs> are things that you don't really think about. Um, but as a freshman, it's just all comes to you at once. So especially the ones in your room, the new guys, you try to, you know, get them, get them up to speed with the, you know, make sure all the running backs know where we got to be. And, and so that's kind of how it works. Each leader in the group kind of just takes care of the people that are new to their group. 
I love that. And you seem like such a good guy. There has to be a, an interesting dynamic between um, being in the same room with all the guys that you're also competing with. So, so how do you kind of manage that dynamic? You're, they're your buddies. You want to have their back, but also you're competing with them for a spot. How do you manage that dynamic? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I, I didn't know how I was going to be when I first got to college. But one person that stuck out to me was Squally Canada, actually, when I was a freshman. He, he I knew that he was the returning, you know, senior and he was the one I was competing um, for the job. But that that guy was so open to help me learn all his little you know, all the little techniques that he knew that I didn't. He was so open to help me. And, and just basically it's all like best man plays. And our job is to, you know get the best man on the field. It's a very selfless thing that, that he show, showed me. So I always told myself I'll do the same to all the other younger running backs, try to just, you know, give all the knowledge that I have to them, and then we go compete and make each other better. Mm, I love that so much, and I absolutely believe what, what goes around comes around, and so I like that mindset. Now, now you're a veteran, so what types of feelings do you have when you finally get together as a team and, and with your coaches after a summer break? Oh, it's great. It's, you know, the grind of, of summer, you're working hard, you're, you're, but you know what's, what the real, you know, what the real payday is. And so when you get to come together and, and put pads on and, and see all your work come together, it's, it's special. And, you know, it's still a work in progress right now, but um, we've seen some really good things so far. And, and from a fan perspective, it sometimes seems like it seems like the coaches could come in just year in and year out with the same stuff. But you've been with this coaching staff for a while. Do, is every fall camp a little bit different in terms of the way they're coaching you guys? I would say, yeah, for sure. Um, from my first camp to now, even the structure of our days are, are a little bit different. And I would credit that to uh, Kalani mostly. He's always trying to improve and find what's best for the players and what's going to help us perform at our, our highest level. So I think that Kalani is very detailed in how he prepares for fall camp and, and as well as the entire staff. Kalani's such a good guy. I love it. All right, Lopini. So this is, this is kind of a generic question, but I got to ask it because you have an incredible schedule coming up. What are you most excited about with this upcoming season? Oh man, I would, the very, the first game, that's that's pretty easy for me. Like <laughs> when we're on that plane to Vegas, um, I'm I'm just gonna have butterflies because I'm so excited. You know, I, this is my senior year, uh, so it's just crazy. I'm just soaking it all in, and I'm excited to go out to Vegas and, and play Arizona Week One. Well, we're all excited to watch Lopini. You're amazing, and good luck this season. And thanks so much again for coming on with me. Absolutely, thank you so much. All right, see you soon. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Lopini Cato and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple Tune and Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.